Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
the great Kevin Dukeiper. How are you, buddy? I'm doing very well. I hope you and your listeners are doing very well as well. And also, it's never a dull moment in the Trump administration, so I'm very excited to get into it tonight. Absolutely. Uh, let's also welcome to the show uh, conservative talk show host, 2024 presidential candidate, activist, and best-selling author, the great Daryl Kane. Brother, I pulled a Han Solo on you. You thought I was you off did? somewhere else, and I came in at the last second. I'm uh, just watching the basketball game, and uh, I hear Dr. Branch. Sure. I hear Kevin DeKuyper. I'm excited for a terrific show tonight. God bless your entire audience, and God bless your entire panel. Thank you so much for having Thank me. It's such a pleasure. I, have, I haven't watched in a little bit. What's the score? That's a tight one. It's uh, it's 57-54. Raptors are up by three, so they might they might close it out. We had hockey last night. Went seven games. It's been a uh, great great year for sports. A lot of dramatics all around. It absolutely has. You're absolutely right. Um, it, it has been a really great year. Um, so guys, I want I want to obviously get into the opening story. Uh, which is the situation with the Democrats right now and how ridiculous they are acting. I mean, they are beyond childish. They know that nothing Trump said was wrong, but you know why they push it? Because they know their sheep and their voters are going to eat it up. They say the slightest thing that they, that can possibly be spit can can be spin, and you have, you know, their supporters right there because why? They can't stand Donald Trump. They want him out of there for any way possible. And what what let's face it, what the Democrats are doing is they're still trying to convince their audience and their voters that Trump is this terrible person. He's the devil. He broke the law because if they don't try to convince them, convince them of this, then they will keep leaving, keep leaving the Democratic Party. The Democrats need to save their ass, and they know that. You know, obviously we know they're abusing their power in all the wrong ways. We just saw, for instance, today, Michael Flynn is getting subpoenaed. Are you kidding me? They, they, he's been interviewed and talked to. And, and, you know, question for hours and hours. These people are vultures. And now, and now we have reports of Office of the Special Counsel is recommending that Kellyanne Conway be removed from federal service because they say she committed the hatch act, which is a lie. She didn't. I mean, it's, it's all these things at once. These people are blood suckers. They are blood suckers. I don't know how. I don't know how to say it any other way. And a lot of times, like I said on my show before, what when the Democrats are accusing people of things, usually they're these. It's the Democrats that are ones that are the ones that are guilty, but they're trying to push it on other people so they can take the heat off themselves. This is not rocket science, rocket science, what's going on here. You have a president who can never get credit for anything on the left, constantly harassed, constantly 
uh, you know, gets, gets slander and lies told about him, our president. It, it's so wrong. I've never, like I've seen on my, said on my show many times, I've never seen hostility to this level, not even close in politics. I mean, you have all these people that were investigated for the Mueller situation. You have all these people that were interrogated. You had Robert Mueller who wanted to make up crimes, but he couldn't even do that because it was such a, a shitty case and they had nothing. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm literally, I'm, 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 I'm blown away with all the ignorance. The ignorance in D.C. Is, 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 is disgusting, what these politicians are doing and, and where their priorities are at. And like I said before, they're not, they're not doing a, God, a goddamn thing for their constituents. The only thing they're doing is ruining uh, their chances on re-election in the future. Because what, what's going to happen in 2020 when uh, these people in the House or Senate go for re-election on the left and Trump's not impeached, he's still in there, uh, their constituents aren't going to be too happy or going to want to run out there and vote for them. You know what I mean? These Democrats are really digging themselves a huge hole and uh, getting themselves into hot water. Uh, let, let's play let's play Tucker's uh, you know great um, example of this entire situation. Uh, he was on earlier tonight and uh, said this uh, one eight. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. There was a time not so long ago when if you wanted to commit treason, you had to work for it. You'd meet your handler in a public park in Vienna and pass him the nuclear codes. Or you'd set up a shortwave radio transmitter in your basement and call in troop movements to the enemy. That's how people used to betray their country. The standards are much lower now, though. According to Democrats, Donald Trump committed treason merely by answering a hypothetical question from a reporter. Here's how it happened. In a recent interview, George Stephanopoulos asked the president what he might do if a foreign government offered his campaign damaging information about one of his opponents. Here's how the president responded. Your campaign this time around, if foreigners, if Russia, if China, if someone else offers you information on an opponent, should they accept it or should they call the FBI? I think maybe you do both. I think you might want to listen. I don't, there's nothing wrong with listening. If somebody called from a country, Norway. We have information on your opponent. Oh, I think I'd want to hear it. You want that kind of interference in our elections? It's not an interference. They have information. I think I'd take it. If I thought there was something wrong, I'd go maybe to the FBI if I thought there was something wrong. So here's the scenario. Norway calls and tells you something embarrassing about Beto O'Rourke. Maybe he wears a wig. Or maybe those big Bobby Kennedy teeth of his are actually dentures. Who knows what kind of dirt the Scandinavians have on Beto? But you're happy to hear it no matter what it is, because why wouldn't you be? Plus, it's kind of amusing. Big mistake. Guess what, pal? You just committed treason, a death penalty offense. Accepting assistance from a hostile foreign power like Russia is treasonous behavior. What Donald Trump said is un-American, unpatriotic, and unbelievable. He's so wacko. You'd think, you know, last week it was go to the Mars and forget the moon. A month ago it was go to the moon. He ought to go to the moon. Ralph Cramden ought to send him and not Audrey Meadows. I think 
The president's answer to George Stephanopoulos yesterday underscores the importance of moving forward with impeachment. Everybody in the country should be totally appalled by what the president said last night. Totally appalled. You know you've reached a moment of maximum ridiculousness when the people who reflexively side with, I don't know, the government of Guatemala over our own citizens decide to tell you what's patriotic or not. That's un-American, says Ted Lieu. Hilarious. But if you think that reaction was hysterical, wait till you see how the talking head community responded. Pure pandemonium. He is a traitor to the pillars of our democracy. That's what that interview shows. What Donald Trump just did was the founding fathers' worst nightmare. I've run out of uh, adjectives uh, to, to react to describe the reaction to this. If any other president had said anything resembling this, you know, uh, Republicans in Congress would have understandably, uh, you know, called him a traitor. I, it is unthinkable what he said. It, it, it disintegrates at the very core of what our democracy is about. This is the definition of collusion. I think it is treasonous. I think it is compromising. I think it is dangerous. I think it is wrong. It's illegal. <laughs> dangerous, wrong, illegal. In a word, treason. That's what it is when you take damaging information about a political opponent from foreigners. Okay, just so we're clear on the terms. Wait a second. Are we sure we're comfortable with this new definition? It seems like it might have some unintended consequences. Some of the very people making red-faced accusations of treason appear, by their own standard, to have committed treason themselves. Consider, for example, the Trump dossier. Remember that? Everybody in Washington read the Trump dossier. John McCain's staff made absolutely certain of that. Our intelligence services then used the dossier to justify extensive spying on American citizens. But here's the thing about the dossier. It wasn't American. Our agencies, the CIA, FBI, they did not compile the dossier. The dossier came from a man called Christopher Steele, a longtime employee of British intelligence. In other words, a foreign operative. Steele's information, the information that formed the basis of the dossier, didn't come from this country. It came from foreigners. It came from Russians. Everybody knew this at the time. Steele said so out loud. Here's a 2017 tweet from Hillary Clinton's press secretary, Brian Fallon. Quote, I regret I didn't know about Christopher Steele's hiring by the Hillary campaign pre-election, he said. If I had known, I would have volunteered to go to Europe and try to help him. End quote. Fallon went on to say that the Hillary campaign was proud to get opposition research from foreigners. Quote, I probably would have volunteered to go to Europe myself to try and verify if it would have helped get more of this out there before the election, end quote. Now, when Fallon says this, Fallon is referring to salacious dirt from Russians. So by Ted Lieu's standards, you just heard them, that's anti-American. That's treason. And yet the funny thing is Brian Fallon is not behind bars tonight. He's never been charged with treason or anything else. Nobody on Hillary Clinton's campaign has. They're all still walking free, despite being, and we're quoting MSNBC here, traitors to the pillar of our democracy, whatever the hell that means. By this point, some of them have probably moved on, maybe to lobbying for foreign governments. That's common. It's a well-worn path for political consultants hoping to cash in. It's also, by definition, a betrayal of America. And yet it's so common in Washington that nobody really notices anymore, which tells you a lot. So well said.
very well said. And, and, and you know, he, bring up, he brings up so many great points. For, for example, the word treason is so overly used by the left, and, you know, they, they just throw it out there that it doesn't even have any meaning. It's like the word, it's like the word racist or Nazi. Like, that's what the left tries to say when you lose in an argument. Like, it doesn't, that those words are so overly used and are so meaningless at this point. Like, just get the hell out of here. Like, you guys are, are so freaking weak. The fact that this, this thing could have gone on, this, this goes on for years and years, this Russia hoax with no legitimate evidence, hundreds of people uh, looked at, and they still can't find anything, but, oh, you know, the, the mindset is, oh, there's always a chance. There's always a chance. I mean, this is the Dems, they're not giving up. They're not letting it go, and they won't. You know, how are they going to win in 2020 when they can't even get over 2016? You know, it, it is, it's truly one of those things. Uh, let, let's go to Dr. Branch. This Tucker Carlson hit it right on the head. I, I didn't see that today. I, actually, today I spent most of my day vetting a candidate to run against uh, Martha McSally uh, because of her actions against Donald Trump. I'd like to see somebody else in that seat. To so, be honest with you, I'm more impressed with Christian Cinema than I am with Martha McSally. Christian Cinema has actually sided with our president on many things. Yeah, I mean, we actually talked about that today when we were talking about Martha McSally, how she never shows up, how she always talks bad about Trump. Then she acts as if she's a Trump supporter, and that's not correct. But Kirsten Cinema, you know, she wants border security. She wants that solved down there, and she's actually, you know, proposed that, hey, let's get together both sides and fix this problem. But right. you know, looking at the you know looking at what Carl uh, Tucker Carlson was saying is absolutely true. You know, Donald Trump was asked a very specific question in the Oval Office, and he gave a very specific answer. Yes. And they said, "Well, isn't that you know it, should we have that interference in election? It's not interference; it is opposition information." Now, right. the Steele dossier. Was yes. interference. Steele dossier yeah. was fictitious. The Steele yeah. dossier was collusion. And that, yeah. you know, they, they are saying that Trump did exactly what the Democrats did, and the Democrats yeah. are the ones that are pros at it. And Dr. Branch, how many times have we seen the Democrats go and get opposition research from other countries and other places, dirty places, against their opponent? Every election. I don't, I don't get – it's not illegal. It's not even I, – I don't even think it's necessarily frowned upon. It's been going on for so many years that it's, it's, like, it's like a normal. Uh, what do you think? What do you thought? Well, opposition research is normal. I, I put out on Facebook this morning, I said, listen, if somebody called you up and they had damning information on your political opponent, of course would you listen? Would you listen? And see, that uh, Stephanopoulos said, would you listen? That's all. What? It's not, would you listen? Would yeah. you act on it? Would you listen? Yeah. The answer is, of well, course I would. Of, of course you would, and you would be listening for so many different reasons, and not all those reasons are uh, necessarily to, to destroy that opponent. You're just, it's, it's a lot of curiosity, and l l let's face the facts that the, this whole hysteria with the, F 
you know, report to the FBI, all this crazy stuff, opposition research isn't, you know, necessarily harming or, or that hurts anybody. So I don't understand why the left is trying to bring the FBI into this and draw all this unnecessary drama and hysteria, you know? Oh, absolutely. And if you look at, if you've ever uh, read Sun Tzu, The Art of War, it's right yeah. out of The Art of War to know your enemy. I mean, yeah. you have to know your enemy. And if you don't, then you, 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 why are you running for an office? You know, it just does not make sense. Uh, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. The Democrats are guilty of exactly what they're trying to say Trump did, but he didn't do it. They invented the Steele dossier. They paid the $9 million. The FBI, the, the, the uh, uh, deep state tried to use that dossier for a coup. It was unsuccessful. Now they're trying to pin anything on President Trump. And what, what is hilarious is seeing our president being truthful and honest that everybody would say that they would do if they were honest. And everybody's freaking out about it. I love the fact that I could count on my president telling me the truth. That's the way I look at it. So true. Dr. Brand, you, you always say it so well. Thank you. Uh, let, let, let's introduce um, Second Amendment advocate, gun spokesman, entrepreneur, musician, commentator, activist, and best-selling author, Dan Wass. Dan, how are you? Hey, guys. How are you? Great to be on your show. Thanks, Thanks, Roy. Well, great to have you here, Dan. Obviously, you've been listening. What are your What are your thoughts on all this? Oh, on what in particular? <laughs> well, we're we're talking about uh, the whole uh, situation today. I'm sure you saw a clip of uh, little George Stephanopoulos interviewing Trump, and you know yeah. Trump said, "If there was opposition research, yeah, I'd want to hear it." Now the left is screaming bloody murder, and you got all this unnecessary. Hysteria and drama. Yeah, they create a lot of drama over nothing because he didn't actually do anything. <laughs> you know, it's not like he did anything wrong. And even if it even if it was wrong to uh, to to want to get information, uh, even if that was an issue, which it's not, um, he never actually did it. So, but but they will drum up anything to just to try to make uh, you know create drama over over this stuff. It's ridiculous. It is. And you know what? How many times, Dan, have we seen in past elections Democrats get opposition research and get dirty? Every single election, that's all they do. Well, Hypocrite. exactly. I mean, look at look at the whole look at the whole dossier, uh, you know, situation. You know, nobody's talking about that. You know, I mean, when are we going to start bringing that into the into the media, into the light a little bit? You know, let's uh, you know, they're the ones who are guilty. Anytime a Democrat you know, accuses somebody of something, they're doing the exact same thing. It's a, it's, it seems to be their strategy. Exactly, exactly. You're so, you're absolutely right. Uh, let, let, let's go to Daryl. Daryl, go ahead. Yeah, so echoing what Dr. Branch said, and, and greetings to your guest as well. Really appreciate everyone being on here. Uh, you know, I, I will say, I mean, Trump's comments were, were fairly careless. Um, and you know, and this is kind of what we like about. You think you should have held back a little bit? You don't think you should have said that? Well, I mean, it, it was a, yeah. I mean, it was a careless statement to make. Um, 
you know, but this is what we like about Trump is that he doesn't vet everything through five attorneys. He was speaking no off filter. the cuff, and I think that what he said was certainly nothing off the charts. It was just maybe something that was a little bit reckless to say. Uh, but the right. irony of the of the left, you know, escalating this, of course, to where they are, and, and, and everyone has made this point already, and I've said this many times in the past, whenever the left calls fire, you know, or whenever they – rather, whenever the left – Call smoke and points at smoke. Look in the exact opposite direction for the actual fire. So when they talk about a war on women, look to the men. When they talk about a war on the uh, degenerate community, look to the Christians, right? And this is a great example of that. And and just the audacity of these people. You know, we talk so much about Donna Brazil and and giving the debate questions to Hillary Clinton in advance. I mean, these same people. Okay, that directly colluded with our election here domestically, uh, you know, not in some hypothetical off-the-cuff remark caught off guard by George Stephanopoulos. The George Stephanopoulos of the world used their position as, uh, you know, as media talking heads and people that are respected as arbiters of the truth. They used their position, their resources, and their connection directly to the election to do everything in, in, in their power to prevent Donald Trump from being president. And I've talked about this from the beginning. I mean, these are real crimes. I mean, these are real things that need to be investigated and confronted. The whole thing, it's like you've got this whole ball of yarn, but, but there is this really disgusting collusion that occurs between the Democratic Party, uh, the mainstream media, academia, and Hollywood. And you have all four of these institutions, and now we have the tech sector playing along with this as well. I mean, this is, you know, this is essentially, and, and I've made this point too, where this has become a little bit of a, a trite talking point that the left are the real fascists. I think it's a little bit embarrassing, but there is a bit of truth to it. You know, that, that, that who is imposing their will on, on the society unilaterally across all different sectors? It's clearly the left. And what we need to do rather than sort of complaining about it is we need to take that authority back. You know, I look at the type of stuff that happens. You talk about culturally. I mean, watching basketball, I was reminded tonight about, you know, a couple of years ago, the all-star game was supposed to be in North Carolina and the NBA decided that, you know, actually we're going to, we're, we're going exactly. We're actually not comfortable. We're going to pull the NBA all-star game from North Carolina because North Carolina had the audacity to protect women's rooms from men and vice versa. So, you know, we now have to look at their little authority apparatus, and we need to be using the executive branch to then impose correct authority to that and to say, okay, so if you don't want NBA basketball in North Carolina because you find their values repugnant, well, we find your values repugnant, and for that reason, we're going to revoke your television privileges federally, right? So that's we have to stop playing this game of like trying to catch them overreaching on power. We actually just need to come in with the real authority that we have that is vested upon us by having a truth-based reality and impose that on them because this little back and forth, you're never going to get the perverts in Silicon Valley to give you a fair shake on Facebook. It's not going to happen. What you're going to have to do is you're going to have to just grab these people by the collars and just pull them away from it and put them in timeout and actually assert a truth-based authority back on the nation. 
You're you're absolutely right. Very very well said. Uh, let, let let's go to Kevin Dukeiper. Yes, well, I couldn't be more grateful to have Tucker Carlson and his great insights and uh, letting America know exactly what is going on. And I couldn't be more grateful, too, about you, Rory, that you play Tucker Carlson and let America know what is going on because he hits the point spot on um, night after night. And he uh, brings up an amazing point, especially on the line of America, about what it means to be American and how the Democrats don't know what this means to be American. They completely twist these words um, upside down. They try to say that Trump is treasonous, that he's unpatriotic, that he's uh, a traitor to the people of our country, and it couldn't be more opposite in, in all terms. And especially considering that it's not just a affront to him or his allies, it's all of his supporters. They, they're trying to pass the notion that everyone that has their loyalties to this country believe that uh, they're racist, that they're bigots, or that they're trying to harm other people just for the sake of their own racist, bigoted endeavors. So it's absolutely atrocious. And it's not just taking place here in America. I mean, this is a global issue. What we have right now is uh, even in other countries, we could say like uh, Jean-Claude Juncker, the president of the European Union, say these things all the time, saying that it's not um, uh, the nationalists are not patriotic or that. You know, these these uh, Europhiles uh, serving the European Union are the true patriots, or the people that oppose the Brexit movement are saying that Brexit is unpatriotic and they're traitors, or even uh, Macron in France are saying that uh, these nationalists or these loyalists to the country are unpatriotic, and they couldn't be more wrong. And it, it's an ever-present uh, situation taking place that they're they're twisting these words and treating their own countrymen, these own loyalists to the country as terrorists or traitors or uh, just uh, horrible people. So um, it's, it's a real problem, the fact that, uh, especially here in America, that they're trying to make all of us that have voted for Trump as complete uh, uh, traitors and, and just horrible people and taking the sides of basically uh, all these countries that, that truly hate America and it's, it's a power grab. It's for control. It's for money. They want to up, upseat President Trump. And so they could get their presidential candidate in for the next election. And uh, I think America knows pretty well, judging by all these uh, mainstream news outlets, viewership ratings are going down tremendously. And I think that there's a lot more of an upsurge in patriots uh, coming together. There's a lot more organization going on. I think people are realizing uh, how much is at risk right now and how much uh, Trump has been uh, completely harassed and terrorized in this whole witch hunt of an endeavor. And I, I think it is a good thing that he told the truth. I mean, that's why they keep sending him back to these uh, congressional hearings and um, because these supposed lies. I mean, he's been straightforward from the get-go and and that's really important to see in a president. We will never see that in a, a Democratic president or uh, most people that serve on the left and even on the right, too. So it's, it's really genuine. I'm very grateful we have President Trump. Don't you? <laughs> yeah, abs absolutely. Absolutely, Kevin. Very well said, as usual. Um, let's go to Brandy. Brandy in Texas, what are your thoughts? Hey, so... I actually have been talking about this social media thing for a while. 
And I often tweet out um, to Devin Nunes that um, the people that we, we need to do a class action lawsuit um, because there's a lot of us and we have a lot of evidence um, to sue Twitter, Facebook, um, you know, it, they're not going to stop what they're doing until they are hit. And the only way that they understand and will take notice, and that is by going after their money. So when they start getting hit in the pocketbook in a big way, that's when they will cut the crap. Um, and not until then. I mean, I, I don't believe that, but they have way too much power. A lot of just normal, everyday, you know, simple, hardworking people, they don't realize how much power these companies hold. Um, they, they literally have the power to sway an election. They got all the know, power in the world. I mean, that, that's, why they call them, right. that's why they call them masters of the universe. And it's ridiculous. I mean, they know... Sh- America was not meant for someone to have that much power. I mean, that's part of what we're founded on. So something's got to be done to to cut them back down. But um, another thing I wanted to say is, you know, Trump is attacked very viciously every single day of his life. Um, yeah. His family, his his child that's not even an adult, um, his daughter, his wife, who's very beautiful and, you know, has never shown anything but class and grace and, you know, been a lady. And she is insulted and, I mean, just, it's despicable. It's another double standard, you know. It's okay to treat conservative women however you want, and nobody says anything. But if you dare say one word about uh, a liberal woman or what they look like, I mean, they try to destroy our lives. And terrible, these attacks, terrible double standard. Right. These attacks on Trump and his family, they're not just attacks on them. They're attacks on us. They, they hate us. They want to destroy us and everything that we hold dear and that we love about this country. That's where the attacks are really directed. Yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, it, it really it really is. Uh, it's, it's disgusting what we're dealing with. Uh, everybody, I do want to take a quick commercial. And uh, we'll be right back with uh, Dwayne, Dr. Dwayne Hennett, who's running for Congress. Very excited to talk to him. Stay with us. TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love, like chicken, shrimp, and cheese, just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey, flat iron steak, and the tastiest sizzling street noodles. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Friday, the home of endless apps. Endless apps every night, 9 p.m. to close. She's still the one for you, and Cialis for daily use helps you be ready anytime the moment is right. Cialis is also the only daily ED tablet approved to treat symptoms of BPH, like needing to go frequently. 
Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medicines and ask if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Cialis if you take nitrates for chest pain as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Do not drink alcohol in excess. Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. To avoid long-term injury, get medical help right away for an erection lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. Packaging. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. I needed that to quit. When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people add changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse heart or blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Listen to it 23 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you miss any past clips, past episodes, for any 24-7 breaking news coverage, please visit our media site, the next, N-E-X-Gen, G-E-N-U-S-A.com. And uh, remember, and it, I will tonight at some point be mentioning more details about the big network we're launching here in a couple weeks. Uh, we raised over, we're raising over a million dollars. We have huge names attached to it. Uh, Joe Arpaio, uh, America's toughest sheriff and godfather of immigration, is going to be the face of the network. Uh, as well as Robert Spencer, the head of Jihad Watch. Both are very popular people. They've got millions of fans. Uh, they've been around forever. Um, and the, the, the network is going to be called, I don't know if I ever said the name of the network, but it is going to be called Live Media Guide. Um, it's, it's so awesome. The way it's designed, the way it's put together, so unique. Um, I just can't wait to share it with all of you. Uh, I do want to welcome to the show a uh, very, very talented guy uh, doing a lot of big things right now. Uh, I believe he just had dinner with Jim, Jim Jordan tonight in Ohio, and he joins us. Uh, he's running for Congress in the 13th District of Ohio. He's got a huge resume, an amazing skill set and background. Uh, Dwayne Henning, how are you, my friend? Great, great to have you with I'm us. Doing, I'm doing great, Rory. How are you tonight? Uh, doing well. Uh, did you? How was how was dinner with Jim Jordan? Um, it was fantastic. Um, I, he is a man I respect with the utmost of everything I in me. Um, a, a guy I've admired for a long time. He actually does what he says he's going to do and uh, fights for what we need to fight for as a country. Uh, so I couldn't couldn't have had a better person to be with tonight. Uh, just a great time. Absolutely, my friend. And uh, yeah, he does seem like a really great guy, down to earth, very genuine. Um, and, and, you know, he is one of the few that actually, you know, sticks up for America's best interests and is one of the few uh, in D.C. that is actually on our president's side, which I love. Uh, he's very, very loyal. 
Um, obviously, you've been listening to the show. What are your thoughts on the Democrats' hysteria and unnecessary drama with, you know, with Trump, Trump's comments to George Stephanopoulos? There's nothing wrong with opposition research. I mean, they are out of their minds. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, there is nothing wrong with it. Um, if you don't think they do it on every Republican, uh, you're out of your mind. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's just something that's done in politics. Um, you know, anyone in politics knows it's going to happen to them. Uh, and, you know, if you're a Republican, they're going to dig up whatever they can on you, and they're going to try to twist it and use it to try to run you into the ground. Um, but if it's done anyway to them, well, they call, you know, it's unfair. Um, but, you know, I agree with him. You know, uh, hey, he, he says it the way it is. I mean, and that's, you know, it's uncut and it's just, it comes out and he, you know, um, and, and the problem with it is I, I think they understand by now that when he says something, he means what he says, you know, and it's like, um, or else, you know, maybe this time he was just making them understand what they did to him. Uh, if you don't think um, what Joe Biden did over in Ukraine um, was, you know, somewhat directed at him as opposition research, well, uh, you know, it's kind of the same type of things, yet none of them have been charged with anything. Yeah, you know, no, you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And, and when we're seeing, you know, we see the hypocrisy. We see the left constantly blames people what they're actually guilty of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it, it's that, that's, that's their MO. Yeah, that, that's their MO, man. That's how, how they uh, operate. Um, I don't see them changing. Um, right now, I think they've all kind of gone off the deep end, and uh, I don't see them coming back uh, to planet Earth anytime soon. Um, no, I think there's a, still a long time coming for that to happen. So uh, the main thing is, you know, in uh, 2020, well, really every election uh, from here on out, uh, people better vote red, and they better watch for who they're voting for that is running as a Republican because there's a lot of uh, wolves in sheep clothing as well. Uh, you know, we don't need any, need any more of these people in there that um, are the establishment or that just for the old way of political life. Uh, we need people that are going going to go in there and fight for the people um, as one of the people. You know, not not that someone's going in there just to line their pockets or just to get their name out there. And then that is the biggest problem right now. I mean, I mean, let's face the facts. You know, they these politicians only work for their own special interests. Most of them, and they forget the definition of we the people, you know? Well, exactly right. I mean, you know, and that, that's the thing. It's like we've got and, – and as the people, the ones that are actually voting, um, we need to stand up and, and vote them out. I mean every time, you know, if you see someone that's like that, mark their name down and vote them out. Uh, you know, obviously we're not – we can't always vote because we're not in that state or whatever, but the people in that state need to pay attention. There are some states that are deep Democrat that are going to be tough. Um, you know, California for one, you know, there's some districts that it's going to be tough to vote somebody out uh, because, you know, they vote for their own. Um, but, you know, we have the truth on our side, and, and that's something that we've got to use as a rally and cry. You know, we, we've got the truth behind us, um, you know, and we also got to stick up for freedom. Um, freedom's under attack right now, you know, and, and if we don't stick up for freedom, we're not going to have freedom. You know, th this whole idea of socialism uh, is just lunacy. Um, there's no uh, a better way of putting it. Um, it it's just that, you know, I would have never thought, you know, 30 years ago when I was younger uh, or even 20 years ago that something like socialism would be a talk in politics that, hey, this is what we want for our entire country. 
Yeah, and we've seen, you know, how it's failed in all these different countries. And, you know, the Democrats want to sugarcoat things and basically say, oh, well, this is a different type of socialism that we're going to put forth, and, and it's not going to be anything like these other countries. And, and that's not the case. Socialism is socialism. I mean, I wish they would stop spinning this crap. Well, absolutely. You know, it's like um, you can take take something and call it what you want, you know, but it still is what it is. You know, and, and socialism is no matter how you paint it, it's still going to turn out evil for the people. Uh, the people at the top will, will do great, at least for a while, but even that power normally fails after a while. Uh, you know, it's just um, you can look at every country. I wish they would just point out one country to me that it's actually worked in. I mean, any form of socialism. Uh, and I know Bernie likes to talk about democratic socialism. This is democratic socialism. Well, it's the same thing. It's where, you know, you, if, capitalism has been the only thing that's ever worked. And, you know, it's, yeah. uh, we have our constitution. Know, the constitution that, that protects the people. Um, unfortunately, right now we've also got uh, some political figures that are trying to, you know, tear that apart as well. Uh, you know, once that's gone, we're all in trouble. Yeah, and you know, as a guy who's running, as a guy who's running for office like yourself, what do you see some of the biggest problems with uh, our freedom being at risk? I mean, give, give me some of the. I mean, obviously, I've talked about various things many times on my show about what the left is trying to do to take away our freedom, but what do you see as the biggest problems? Well, I mean, you could name a couple. I mean, like, socialism is a big one because that, that will eventually take away all your freedoms. Um, you know, if anyone thinks that, you know, a bread line or anything like that's good, they're just out of their mind. Um, but, you know, you, you guys were kind of hitting on a little bit um, earlier with, like, you know, uh, some of these big tech companies. Um, yeah. You know, we, we've got a range. Communism tactics. And, that, that's right, and, and you know it's like you know we've got to rein that in. If you're going to have a platform like that, um, this isn't a media platform. You know, uh, Obama kind of changed the, the media platforms where you know they can now be propaganda rather than uh, you know actual news outlets. Uh, very few news outlets actually exist nowadays. You know, you can get get a few out there like yours. Um, you know, a lot of some of the online ones that are out there, um, Fox most of, you know some of the times. Um, you know, just depending on who you're watching on Fox as well anymore, because they've kind of mixed that up a little bit. Because they want both sides on now. You know, obviously, you know, um, even though the left it has had their own own uh, network, CNN, you know, um, MSNBC. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are a couple of the things. Um, but I mean, really, are, are, are just our basic freedoms. Um, I don't think um, the average politician is uh, wanting anyone to have any real freedom. Um, you know, they, they want us to have all, like, you know, socialized Medicare, you know, Medicare for all that's, uh, you know, our, our country could do so much better. Um, you know, there's examples like Montana has been working on some, some like, um, medical um, insurances and, and looking at their revamping their systems and looking at where they've been kind of doing it wrong within the state. And it seems like they found some, you know, and they had a capitalist come in and say, hey, okay, where are we missing it? And, uh, you know, you start seeing that, hey, well, you're, you're overspending here, you're overspending there, and you start cutting back, and you can, you can make something work a lot easier. Um, and I think we need to take a capitalist approach on a lot of these things rather than just a government approach. Um, one of our, our freedoms, it, it was supposed to be we the people, um, but now it's we the government tell the people. And uh, you know, I think we need to get back to where it's we the people, where the people have more of a say. Um, where they actually have representatives that are actually representing them rather than their own pocketbook. 
Uh, and that, that's my problem with politics is I, I just can't stand watching that. Um, you know, these people going in, uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi for one, you know, in for 30 years and, you know, uh, worth $200 million. And, and I get that, yeah, she's uh, made some money, other, you know, her husband has money, things like that. But um, $200 million, uh, being a politician, um, the salary doesn't equate to that. Even if you have a really good investment, it's not going to come out to that. Yeah, and, you know, it all goes back to do as I say but not as I do. I mean, these people do not practice what they preach, these politicians. Well, exactly, yeah. And it's just another way to kind of keep the thumb on the people. Uh, you know, I really don't think they care if our economy is doing well. Um, they, they want us to do okay, but I don't think they want us to do great because if we're doing great, then it gives people a little bit more power. Um, and you know, if you can start stripping away at our economy, you can start stripping away at pay, making everyone government reliant. Um, our country wasn't set up to be government reliant. Uh, you know, it wasn't set up for we should all have to be on like uh, you know uh, Medicare or Medicaid or you know food stamps or anything like that. Th- those were just put into place to kind of help out to fill in the gaps. For people that weren't quite making it, and it wasn't meant to be a lifelong thing or generational thing, right? You know, right. those are areas that we really need to. You know, uh, number one, I think Trump's done a great job. He's brought a lot of jobs. You know, uh, you look at the numbers of jobs that have been created since he's been in. You look at the unemployment; uh, it's about as low as you can go because I think just about every person that wants to work is working. You know, so it's, you know, if you don't want to work, I, I don't know how to help you. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, uh, I mean, you know, we see how Ohio, uh, at, you know, in certain re- in past elections can sometimes go either way. Do you think Trump has a really good uh, position and, and, you know, uh, lead in Ohio, in Ohio for 2020? Or, or do you think it could go the other way? What do you think? Um, I, I think he's got a pretty good lead because, like, right now, Ohio is a very Republican state. I mean, it's like we've gained more ground in, with Republicans in this state um, just in the last few years. Um, so I think we're pretty red right now. Uh, I think it's like 12 out of us, eight, 18 districts, I believe, or 12 out of 17 districts that are, are, are red. Um, you know, so I, I think we're pretty solid, and I think Trump's still pulling it. Uh, now, you know, did some of the districts, like where I'm at, um, it really could go either way, and that's where we need to help. We need to help with people just getting out there and just uh, you know, making sure it goes red um, because we need to vote this time. Tim Ryan's been in uh, office for nine terms now, um, and if someone, uh, and, you know, someone can give me a call and let me know what he's actually accomplished, I'd love to hear it because so far I haven't been able to find really anything that he's accomplished. Uh, I mean, unless you consider GM leaving, uh, Delphi Electric leaving, um, you know, a lot of the other places just closing down, up and leaving. Um, there really are no accomplishments that he's had. So, you know, um, that, that's where my challenge is, is trying to find something. I don't like talking bad about people, you know. So, it's, I mean, you know, my, my background was I was a pastor. So I don't like, you know, focusing on someone's bad. I'd like to find something good that I could at least say something compliment him with. Absolutely. Very, very well said. Uh, I do, everybody, I do want to get uh, into. Uh, our, our next topic, and, and, and I'll tell you, uh, this has really been driving me nuts. You know, I'm looking at what's going on with, you know, like like um, like like Dwayne and I were just discussing just now. 
in regards to, you know, where the Democrats and and their priorities are. I mean, we just, you know, for instance, it, it, it's driving me nuts, and, and we have so many of our people that are homeless, that can't support themselves, that are committing suicide, but Democrats are wanting illegals to have driver's licenses in New York, for instance, as we report out today. They want illegals to have free health insurance in California. They, they want they want all you know. They got mad at Trump because he had a huge immigration victory last week. And like they do with everything, they spin. They spin. They they find a way to spin it. I mean, it, 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 the times we are living in is it, sick. And, and I also want to, you know, I, I don't. Um, I don't have the clip. Actually, I might have the clip. Hold on one second. Let's see here. Anyways, what happened was is there's a professor at a liberal college. Um, I forget where it is. But anyways, he came here legally, and he was uh, giving a lecture in one of his classes and saying how wrong illegal immigration is. And now these students want him fired because, because he spoke about something that is against the law and is a huge problem in our country. And he's absolutely right in every way. But I mean, look at what Obama did. I mean, look, at, look at what the pussy snowflake, uh, you know, persona that, that is on so many people on the left. And, that, you know, Obama created a lot of it. He's not the problem for anything. I'm not going to sit here and blame him for everything, but he definitely was a strong contributor into making our society weak, ignorant, and and so, I mean, they're just so, uh, you know, uh, their view of reality is so skewed. And this is this is this is what this is what we are dealing with, people. I mean, I, I I don't understand what what what's what's so hard about hearing the truth. You know, I obviously I know hearing you know for a lot of people, uh, hearing the truth can be hard because a lot of people aren't strong enough uh, for the truth. Uh, but I'll tell you the the way the, the whole. Uh, description and and the whole narrative today is feelings over facts for these liberals uh, i mean I, I, it's it's disgusting it's 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 beyond uh disgraceful it, it really really is uh let me let me play this clip though um you guys all gotta hear this this is this is mind-blowing what happened Mike Hill was a history professor at Georgia Atlantic College outside Atlanta. He got the kind of immigrant we would want in this country because he knows English well. He cares a lot about what's best for the United States, his new country. But Professor Hill was also a vocal critic of illegal immigration. For that, he has been attacked. Thought crime, some are calling for him to be fired. One lawmaker in Georgia even voiced plans to write to his college to voice her, quote, concerns. Professor Hughes seems you all back down, though, and he joins us tonight. Professor, thanks very much for coming on. 
Thank you for having me. Well, first of all, I'm an associate professor with Job Security. My institution has an academic freedom policy. I teach students the difference between legal and illegal immigration. So lumping legal and illegal immigration together is not only wrong, it's deeply offensive. It's like lumping pharmacists and drug dealers together. It's calling an illegal immigrant a, quote, undocumented immigrant. It's like calling a drug dealer, quote, an unlicensed pharmacist or a student who intentionally cheated on a test, a, quote, answer key borrower. Wow, he's amazing. You know, if I had a professor like you in college, I probably would have learned something and enjoyed it. What do your kids say? What do your students say when you peel off a line like that? Well, most of my students are against illegal immigration. I respect everyone's viewpoint. I tell students, you don't have to believe me. If you want to make a convincing argument, please provide evidence. Do you provide evidence to back up your position on the immigration? Absolutely. There have been numerous studies. Harvard professor George Borhoff has conducted the most in-depth statistical analysis on the negative consequences of illegal immigration on the American economy and how that directly lowers the incomes of high school graduates, those with less than a high school diploma in the United States. So for the saying what you just said, backing up an opinion with evidence, in this case by a, a Harvard researcher, some are saying that you should be fired from your job. Jesus. Well, first, first of all, I have job security. I'm an associate professor. My institution right. has an academic freedom policy. My perspective is everyone's entitled to their opinions. I don't know this lawmaker. She doesn't represent me. I've never met her. She can say whatever she wants. So she can contact my institution. <laughs> I love this guy. And I feel like my colleagues respect my views, and I respect their views. <laughs> Do you really think they respect your views? I hope you're right. Um, so when you moved to this country, they told you that we had free speech here. You took that very seriously, I can tell. Well, here's what I'll say. I always vote in every single election. I'm a proud Georgia Republican. I vote in the Republican primary, and I'm going to work as hard as I can to help my friends Congresswoman Karen Handel here re-elected in 2020 in the Georgia 6th District. Do you think your colleagues are okay with that, too? Well, it doesn't matter what their opinions are. I respect their views. Some of them live in my district. Some of them don't. I assume more of them are liberal. Some might be moderate. But at the, at the same time, I respect their views, and they understand where I'm coming from, and I think they respect my views. Do you think the Democratic Party wants more immigrants like you? Well, I don't know, but I, I'll tell you this. In other countries like Canada, they have a merit-based point system where they give priority to yes. well-educated legal immigrants who have college degrees, who can speak English, and who have job skills that are needed. No country on earth 
as 12 million illegal immigrants and give birthright citizenship to children of illegal immigrants. I'm for any program that admits more people like you. Love this guy. But wouldn't you think that Democrats would be happy to have you? I mean, if they're pro-immigrant, I, I imagine you must be getting calls from Democratic lawmakers thanking you for expressing your opinion. Have you? <laughs> well, well, I'm a Republican, but I respect a lot of Democratic lawmakers. So I think that uh, for one thing is the United States has 12 million illegal immigrants. No other country on earth has right. 12 million illegal immigrants and gives birthright citizenship to the children of illegal immigrants. So if you look at Canada, you look at Australia, they have a merit-based immigration system that gives right. priority to those with college degrees, English-speaking skills, and uh, job skills that can contribute to their economy. So they have very few illegal immigrants. Of course, if you cared about your country, that would of course you'd have a system like that. It wouldn't even be a question. Professor, thank you. You're welcome on this show anytime. It's great to have you tonight. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Wow. I am impressed. I love this guy. We need more guys like this on college campuses, and, and we need, uh, you know, more more just talks like that. I mean, this guy was right on top of everything, and it's pretty hard for anybody to say anything to him because he is an immigrant that came over here legally. So, I mean, you know, he's lived it. He knows all about it. Uh, I will say, though, you know, what, what, we, what we are dealing with with this immigration crisis and just the, the lies from the mainstream media, and, and you have all these people that are trying to say that all these people coming in are victims and they're oppressed, which is, I mean, there's a lot of good people coming in, but there's also a lot of bad people. I mean, we have to face the facts. Um, let, let's go to, I'll go to, uh, Dwayne, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on this? Well, I think he hit it right on the money. You, you know, um, with illegal uh, immigrants, um, you know, I have an opponent, opponent that's running in our primary here um, that is, he calls himself a liberal Republican, um, which I'm not sure exactly what that means. I put a tweet out there today trying to find an explanation. What is a liberal Republican? Because to me, those are contrary terms. I'm a conservative Republican. Um, and uh, he just kind of believes that uh, you know, if there's someone in here illegally, they've been here a few years, they should just be able to stay. I, I disagree with that. I don't know any country that really does that. Um, so I would agree with the professor. I mean we've got to really tighten down on our immigration policy. Uh, number one, it's just too easy to get here. Uh, number two, we're not enforcing our laws even once they're here. Um, you know, who in their right mind would let someone in? And like he was talking about birthright citizenship, that makes no sense whatsoever. You got here illegally, uh, you know, go out and then come back in legally. Uh, there's a difference between legal and illegal, and that should be self-explanatory to any of our lawmakers. And we need some politicians that are willing to stand up. Uh, even on the Republican side, there's you know some that just aren't willing to stand up. That's been the problem for years. We need some politicians with some backbone. You're absolutely right. Uh, very, very well said. Uh, Dan, I'm going to go to you. Dan, what are your thoughts on all this? Well, I think it's obvious that the uh, that Democrat politicians really want to flood the United States with as many illegal immigrants just because they believe that they'll be voting Democrat. Two or three, you know, voting, you know, presidential cycles down the road they will find a way to legalize them and, and give them voting rights. So, you know, I think President Trump is, is really smarter than most people think. I don't think 
I mean, I, I know that, uh, you know, drugs coming over the border and violence and things like that are a problem, but that's not the only reason President Trump wants to stop it. It's because he's trying to prevent America from getting sucked into uh, Democrat presidents uh, forever. And what would happen is, you know, the, the more illegal immigrants we get coming in, essentially what the Democrats want is, you know, Democrat presidents in office forever. So I, I'm not surprised at why Democrats do, you know, why they want illegal immigration. It's for power and it's for money. Uh, and it's to keep them in uh, in control of society. But the thing that's really interesting to me is the way the average Democrat voter will stick with the Democratic Party, uh, regardless of all the information that we literally push in their face and show them over and over and over again how Democrat policies are, are destroying this country, just like they did in Venezuela, just like they did in many other countries. So it, it, it's amazing to me. So I always like to think, and this comes up a lot in the, in the gun conversation, is, is why the left-wing anti-gunners are so locked into their position. It's the same reason that the, that the left-wing uh, Democratic voters are locked in. It's because of a couple things. First of all, they want to stay um, right. They want to stay correct. They want to be right. And in, in order for them to to admit, if they, or in other words, if they were to admit that the policies they've been supporting are not good for this country, they would have to admit that they've been wrong. And for people who have been taught that they're more intelligent than everybody else, it's the death to them to admit that they're not that smart, and maybe they've been taken for a ride by the Democrats. So that's part of it, I think. I think they want to stay at that popular table, and they want to always believe that they're making the right decision, because you know, what would it mean about them if they were wrong? The other piece that I believe is happening with the average Democrat voter is that they have been taught that they're morally superior. And by wanting to bring in these immigrants, this is their justification, by wanting to bring in the immigrants, the illegal immigrants, they're doing the right thing. It means that they care. And everybody watching them support illegal immigration can see that they're the good guys. They want to help. They have hearts. They want to do the right thing. So it's, so, so the illegal immigration you know, uh, situation supports two of their most important uh, traits, I guess, that they want to, to, to believe that they, you know, they want to believe that they're, they're smart, they're making good choices, and they also want to believe that they're more morally superior and that they really do care about people. You know, both are not true, um, but in, public, in the public eye, I believe that they're the type of people that if they can appear to be those things, it's almost as good as it actually being true. If that, did that, was that clear enough? Did that make sense? Yeah, very, very well said, like always. Very, very spot on. Um, let, let, let's go to Daryl. Um, and, and I just want to say, you know, where, where their priorities are, these Democrats, it's ridiculous. You know, now they're the whole slavery reparations. They just had a House hearing on that this week. I mean, these people are, are nuts. Uh, Daryl, go ahead. Well, I think the, the guest makes a you know a good point, which is that the the emotion that 
that they are coming from, that they believe that they are acting compassionately, or some of them do. Uh, and, and unfortunately, they they are so lost morally and ethically that they have been convinced that down is up and up is down. They have a completely inverted moral compass, so it's very easy to manipulate them and get them to believe that encouraging evil and degeneracy uh, is actually the defense of goodness. So it's very dangerous, and then sometimes I step back from this because, I, like all of you, I get very frustrated with leftists. Uh, but then sometimes I have to step back from it, and we separate the sin from the sinner and realize that actually what we're dealing with is we're dealing with a, a, a large segment of the population that is just thoroughly uh, morally broken and that these are very detestable and uh, pitiful creatures. That, that they live in this world. I mean, this is a, a hellish reality that they live in. It's a completely upside-down reality. Uh, so there is a little bit of this about, you know, recognizing that, yes, that in some twisted way, you know, they think that they're acting out of compassion. But unfortunately, the one that they're getting their orders from is pure evil. So when you're defending pure evil uh, from a compassionate place, you've become distorted. So, so I think there's a little bit of a warning here about how important it is to build up your own moral and ethical defenses against these things. And this is why in this age, I think more than ever, it's very important, and you're seeing a, a lot of young people, myself included, turning to a more biblical-based perspective because there's so much chaos and confusion in the world. You've got to start with an anchor. And with all the different things going on, you can't trust anything. You can't necessarily trust your parents. You certainly can't trust your professors. You can't trust any of the authority figures to speak truthfully to you. Uh, so a lot of people are just saying, you know what, the only thing safe in here is this, this little book that I've been avoiding my whole life. So I encourage people to turn into that because having those moral and ethical foundations is really your first line of defense against this uh, toxic mindset. So yeah, we have to respond by being you know, warriors of the truth, and we have to push back on this, and we have to just uh, rip these people away from their lives. And there's a certain point where, you know, we have to just do it in a forceful manner. I'm talking about restoring things and, and uh, you know, a free exchange. Uh, this stuff just needs to be just pushed out. And, you know, we are by nature stronger than they are because we are standing upon rock. And when you stand upon rock, you have conviction, you have courage, you have strength. These are all things that they lack, Okay because they don't have a core foundation. So when we own who we are and we own the reality of our truth and the power of that truth, uh, we, we recognize just how strong we are and just how weak they are. And, and the sooner we do that, the sooner we're going to be able to put them in their place, which is time out. Very well said, Daryl. You are always spot on. Uh, let's go to Dr. Branch. Dr. Branch, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, he'll call right back in. Something happened with the connection with Dr. Branch. Uh, let's see if he's back. Hold on one second. Now let's go to Kevin, and then I'll go to Dr. Branch right after Kevin. Uh, Kevin, go ahead. Such an important topic to bring up, the intentions of the left. And I completely agree that their uh, priority to bring in illegal immigration. And not only illegal immigration, but um, I, it, but also uh, as many people from uh, around the world as possible, since they're uh, 
know, their big saying is uh, diversity is our strength. So uh, they'll do it through any way possible. I completely agree with everything that's been said tonight. And uh, let's just take it a step further and see how, uh, as we're getting these busloads of, say, these uh, Congolese uh, immigrants coming in from Africa, illegal, of course, but, I mean, there's very little difference, too, if these uh, Congolese immigrants were uh, were legal, because what would be the difference between illegal and legal if they are eventually led into this path to citizenship? Maybe they'll they'll learn English, they'll slightly acclimate, but not really, because uh, even the, the Pentagon had released uh, – extensive reports on what countries have people that integrate into Western countries. And it's mostly these uh, third world countries, uh, not the ones in the East Orient, but mostly in Africa, parts of South America, um, Southern Asia, uh, they actually do not uh, integrate well on average. And so these people are bringing in their um, more, I would say, savage or less, less of Western culture. And that's what the uh, the Democrats really care about, and also what they care about is their their playbook. We, you know, most of us know very well about the Solovinsky rules of radicals and how they try to subvert our nation, but they also evolve their playbook. And one important topic that everyone on the right needs to understand of how they operate the left is this concept of what they call intersectionality. Intersectionality is the belief in this overlapping. Um, of these overlapping uh, social categories of, of oppressed peoples. Uh, these peoples on the basis of their race, their gender, their class, sexual orientation, maybe religion, nationality, you know, their able-bodiedness. There's many different categories of this, but, and it's in which these interests um, of these most uh, marginalized people take precedence over people with social privilege. And so basically what this means is it's a, a hierarchy, like a totem pole, of who is most oppressed and whose voice should be loudest. And it's typically it's of these most marginalized, these most socially, uh, quote unquote, oppressed categories of people. And, you know, you could say that's the LGBT trans community, could be the Muslim community, uh, all these different uh, very poor African communities, for example, the handicapped, et cetera. Uh, these are people that the, the left are putting on a pedestal and, in order to what kind of, um, right exactly and so as we talk about on this channel a, a lot is that it's not uh, based on the race or any of these categories that the right works on I mean we value everyone equally as long as they have the ideology and the left uh, oppresses us or even targets us or alienates us uh, based on our ideology not on these these categories uh, they don't want us to be seen uh, for their narrative to break that we have these quote-unquote oppressed peoples in the right. They want us to seem like we're entirely the oppressors, this white male <laughs> dark age culture of people when it is absolutely not the case. So what's really ironic about how intersectionality works is because you have all these, uh, especially uh, white liberals, for example, like, oh, especially white liberal women, you know, they're fighting these the Republicans. On, on the basis that they're fighting for equality. That's what they want most, equality. But they're treated as second-class citizens within their own political community. As, and like, they don't even realize it because they're so dumb. Yeah. And they're being basically cannibalized in the sense that, uh, you know, they're going to be discarded once these more minority communities take precedence and, and power over them. 
it's absolutely ridiculous that uh, they're not realizing that. And this dynamic doesn't work at all in the right wing at all. And so the message is mostly clear from the left is they don't like people with these traditionalist values that mostly don't like people of of European descent or uh, countries that are known to be more conservative. Like, for example, Mexico would be more conservative than Guatemala. Um, And especially if you're male, you, you know, you're an oppressive person, typically, if you're male, according to the left. And so you're a threat that must be dealt with. And that's typically how the, how the left is working. They will say that if, if you're – it doesn't matter who you are, but it's typically people that are upstanding Republicans and they're outspoken. If you say anything that marginalizes these oppressed groups of people, um, you're a threat for losing your job. You're, you're going to be alienated from the community or be a social outcast, et cetera. Um, I, I know plenty of people personally, and I'm sure – you know, plenty of people, not personally, that have been fired and lost their jobs um, or have completely been harassed and terrorized by the left because, you know, they, they say what has been a, a normal traditional value for all of American history. And now, now all of a sudden, the, the tides have turned and the majority is being treated as uh, terrorists and second-class citizens, etc. So uh, it, it is a very heinous and sinister uh program that the left has been using in order to uh, take control, essentially to replace what has been traditional American values with these values of we need to protect the these minority social classes at all costs, and they're only picking up speed, and it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. <laughs> Very well said, Kevin. Always spot on. Uh, let, let's, go to, let's go to Dr. Branch. Dr. Branch, you're back with us. Yeah, sorry about that. I, I, I dropped myself somehow, and uh, I was talking for about 15 minutes, and I found that I wasn't even on. <laughs> hey, I, I did want to say that uh, thanks for playing that clip on uh, Associate uh, Professor. Thanks for, I love that guy. Uh, he, oh, he, he's amazing. He's amazing. And, you know, I know one of the other guests was talking about we can't trust the professors and that. You know, there are people like, uh, you know, Dr. Bustler, myself, uh, and, 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 uh, you know, thank you. Very select few, though. Very select few. We speak our mind. Um, and, but, you know, the, the thing that, you know, to me makes us more bolden, you know, I, I like the fact that, you know, the political correctness, it, 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 it stifles diversity and inclusion. However, the left wants diversity and inclusion, but they want to to force it through political correction uh, and and correctness, and and that it just doesn't work. Uh, you have to have all opinions, and I think that's what uh, you know uh, Feng Su was saying. You know, it, it's good to have all opinions, and he's one of the opinions, and uh, I really appreciate it. Also, I'd like to ask the. Uh, the, the good pasture from the third congressional uh, 13th congressional district in Ohio and uh, you know going from the people of Akron to uh, to Youngstown I wanted to know how his campaign's going if Jim Jordan's go get behind him and uh, you know I, I, and I, I want to also express that since he was on your show you know he's been in my prayers because we need to get people like him elected into these seats not just because we want a Republican in there but the fact that these people, in his congressional district, are not experiencing the tremendous economy boom that's happening elsewhere in this country because of Donald Trump, because of Tim Ryan 
and 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 you know having these plants leave those areas. So I just wanted to get an update from uh, from our good yes. potential Dwayne, congressman. Dwayne, I'll yeah. give you the floor. Go ahead, Dwayne. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Things are moving along, um, and yeah, I was with Jim Jordan tonight, and I believe he will be getting behind us on this. Um, nice. Right now, basically, like I said in the primary, I am facing off with another guy who is uh, uh, leans pretty far left, probably more left than Tim Ryan does. So, um, you know, most Republicans in this area are not going to even think about voting for someone like that. So, I think the primary will probably be the easiest part getting Tim Ryan out of a pretty strongly held Democratic area will be a challenge, um, but I think it's doable. Um, I, I just keep picturing in my mind it's uh, David against Goliath, and we know who won that battle because, you know what, the battle isn't always to the strongest, not always to those that have the most money. It, it's you know to the person that the Lord, the Lord exalts because he lifts up and he, he brings down. So, and I think the time's come. Um, so I, I think that that's kind of where we're at, and we are just like pushing forward. We're actually have, I'm doing a a meet and greet out in the uh, Youngstown area next week on the 19th. Um, so we're expecting quite a few people there just to kind of get together. I'm going to just like kind of take the floor, kind of introduce myself, and let people ask some questions because um, I want to hear from the people. I want to know what the concerns are here in our communities, and I know a lot of them, and uh, you, know, it, you hear it over and over and over, and it's like you hear the same thing that Tim Ryan has produced no results, and this is nine terms, and he's produced no results. And we need someone in there that's going to actually stand up and fight for the people. And, you know, I'll fight, I'll fight for the people because I'm one of them. Um, I'll go in there, and I'm going to stand up and represent them. It's, it's not about me whatsoever. I, you know, to me, uh, I'm not looking for a political career. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I can get in and get out and, you know, be done with it. Um, but I, I am looking for some change. And I'm, we need some, um, some God-given change in our country. We need to turn the hearts of the people back to God so we can actually – you know, turn some things right. Um, you know, Christians in the country, you know, around the world are the ones that actually do the good. But you know, we've put been put down where it's like Christianity is a bad word anymore. We've got to change that. We've got to get our nation back. You know, we are founded on the Word of God. We've got to get back into that and get back where we need to be. And um, I, I did talk to Jim tonight, and he was saying that we're going to get together again here. He'll probably come back to Ohio, um, either that or I'll go to D.C. I told him I'd, either way, um, I'd love to sit down and just kind of talk some more. Um, because my, my goal is just to get in and get on a Freedom Caucus. That's my goal is to work right alongside with them so we can kind of, you know, work together and get some things accomplished. We need some things accomplished in D.C. Yeah, no, you're, you're, abso- you're absolutely right. Very, very well said. Uh, let me let, – let's go to a- I'm gonna, I'm going to go to A.J. from Houston. Everybody probably knows him from the Sean Hannity radio show. And he's been on Rush Limbaugh as well. And also after AJ, I'll be going to Will Johnson of United America First. But AJ from Houston, go ahead, my friend. How are you? Welcome back. Big Tim, what's going on, Big Daddy? How you doing, man? Great to have you here. Man, what, what we watching is a devastation of the United States of America they're trying to do. And what we're looking at, where's the Republicans at? I always ask you that. And after watching what these idiot media people trying to do, what Donald Trump did today, I'm trying to be constant cool because I just I'm just late of what they done and trying to say that this man's saying something different. What do they have, ears that we don't have, or their ears are not listening to what we have? Now, 
they telling us very quick that this man is wanting to go and let other entities bring secret or mess with our election. When we know that Obama, Hillary, and all them did do what they saying that Trump did, and these idiots, Stepanopoulos, I call him, I call Stepanopoulos, Stepanopoulos, and I call Chuck Todd on George. Uh, George. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, John, and I call. Well, uh, that's one short dude, I'll tell you. That's a little. That's like a little hey. hobbit. <laughs> Go ahead, man. The man is a joke. The man knew that Clinton was messing around, and he bagged Clinton all the way. And that Chuck Todd on Meet the Idiots, I call Meet the Press, Meet the Idiots. Sleepy Sleepy Chuck, Chuck Todd. Todd. <laughs> yes, sir. And and it, it's amazing how that man sat in that White House with our president and sit there and literally just call our president a treasonous and a liar. That's what that man did. And we heard what Trump said. Trump said, I would listen. And maybe I would call the FBI if it worked of time of calling it. Now, I don't know what they heard, but that's what I heard. Now, why they didn't do that? When Obama said, what was Obama talking to with Russia? Uh, when I win the next, uh, next election, I have more flexibility. Who was Obama talking to? I mean, what is the Russian collusion all about? Russia. Hillary. How the media, how the media blatantly, how the media blatantly ignores stuff like what you just said about when Obama said right on camera, "I'll have a little more time after the election." I mean, and they 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 bleep that out, and they don't talk about it for for a reason. I mean, these people are not honest reporters. But if that was Trump, they'd all be screaming bloody murder all the way. But that was on a hot mic that Obama. They didn't even know the mic was on. That's how he got caught. And did you think the media wanted to? Oh, heck, man. What we want, you know what? I still real quick say that these Republicans need to get off their butts and bag this man all the way. You know, Sarah, uh, my girl Sarah, she's getting ready to leave at uh, the end of this month. Yeah, she's getting yeah, ready she's to done go. a great job. I'm sad to see that. I know, I know. But you know our man gonna put somebody else up there that know that's gonna back her and you know do the same thing. But the thing of it is, we got this left side of this ordeal that these people don't like this country. Evidently, they like power more than they like the country. And for blacks, whites, and all the regular regular Americans, that's legal to watch. These people bring all this entity into our country. We got to be out our dang on mind. Without you heard what happened in Minnesota. Here we go again. This is what Barack Obama brought to us when he walked in the White House. You know the marshal shot that black guy, or I guess out there in Minnesota. Look what they did. Look what's going on. You know, and and they know that this guy shot somebody and stole their car. But these people out there tearing up stuff. This is what the crap Obama and his legacy with Baltimore. All this. Man, I'm sorry to ramble, man. I'm going, you know, it's just sickening to sit back and watch them try to tear America down. Then we got Iran out there. They think they bomb and stuff. But see, Trump playing that role real good, you know. And then they want to blame old Bolton and all these guys. You know, it's just. 
when is America going to stop taking the licking and start doing the kicking? You know, we don't want to put our boys at war. We don't want all that. But we damn sure don't want nobody smacking us around. If somebody smacks you upside the face, you just ain't going to stand there. Look what these Democrats doing, letting all these illegals in here to just, uh, what, for power to vote? I mean, and black folks, I'm just appalled how they just sit by let them Democrats bamboozle them. That's my word for them, bamboozle them. And it's a joke to sit back and let them use the race game every time. Man, it's tiresome, man. I'm I'm sorry, man. I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just going on, and I, man, I'm just tired. Enough talk, man. I want these. Why don't these things on people get out and get something done? Me and you, just one or two people, and we know we got an army of these liberals out here that's lying. And it ain't that really that many. It's just the media make it sound like that. If the media is covering for these idiots, and nobody won't fight the media back. Trump's the only one out there, as I always tell you. These other than oh, dude, uh, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. Well, well I'm, said. I'm, I'm, everything, I'm, everything you say is always right on point. Uh, let, let's go to let, let's go to Will Johnson of Unite America first. Will, how are you, my friend? Welcome back to the show. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. I'm just sitting there enjoying the conversation. Excellent, Will. I love, I love it. I love it. And you always have great insight. What are your thoughts on everything we've been talking about? You know, the, the country's at war, and it's not it's not a war with bullets and bombs, and you know, it's it's a it's a digital war. It is a information war. We're we're all being attacked from different fronts. They don't want us as conservatives talking to one another. They don't want us as Republicans talking to one another. They don't want us as Americans, people that love this country, talking to one another. They want to control the narrative. This war is, is, is intensifying, and what they're doing right now to the president of the United States is like no other time, in my opinion. Never, no president in the history of this country has gone through what President Trump has gone through. This man has not done nothing wrong as president. If you want to talk about his morals, about him being a billionaire playboy, that is a completely different subject. No one was surprised that he was with all these different women. No one was surprised by that. His personal no is more power to him, you know? Exactly. No one voted for him because he was a playboy. I voted for him because we did not win Hillary Rodden Clinton. We did not want that witch in office. No one wanted her. The, the Democrats didn't even want her. Look how she did Bernie Sanders. Nobody wanted her. And here we are now, the year 2019, and they have, they're out here. They got the Democrats. You even have some Republicans. You have all of the media, even some on Fox News, attacking this sitting president of the United States of America. And why is it happening? It's because they are all part of this globalist system, and this single man, which is just a man, is turning the system upside down, and they want to destroy him because he is making people think about what is going on. He, you know what? These they they have not. They didn't just start being corrupt. They didn't just start doing all of this crazy stuff. They've been doing it. President Trump just exposed it because he wasn't going along with it. Obama, which my opinion, being a black man, was the worst president this country has ever had, next to Bush. The worst. 
And now we got all this division, and they have the nerve, the audacity to sit there and blame President Trump for what they created. It only took Obama 2,922 days to just about reverse everything Martin Luther King did. And then I just saw an article the other day where they admitted the government was was um, was found guilty in conspiracy in killing MLK. And they, they won't even release that information. They don't want people to know about it. And then they have these black people, like the gentleman was just talking about. I'm so you know, it's so good to hear black people when they when they're awake and they talk about these issues and they see what's going on. They even they have all of these black people going along with what the Democrats are telling them, and if for some reason that just blows my mind because they tickle their ears, they go right along with it year after year after year. And it's like people need to wake up. The Democrats haven't done nothing. Why did a lot of a lot of Democrats and a lot of black people? went over to President Trump because he said, what the hell you got to lose? And they started thinking, what do we have to lose? Because we haven't gotten nothing from these Democrats for years. And it took LBJ 60 years when he said 20 years that he'll have every voting Democrat within 200 years. It is sad. It is sickening. Yeah, Will, you're you're absolutely right. And you always give amazing insight on everything. I mean, you're you're very – well informed on what's going on, and I love that about you. And you know, I know, I know you recently. I know you have a limited time to be on the program, so but I know recently you went out in San Francisco and with your mega hat, and apparently you got a little bit of a hard time. Explain that. Oh yeah, so I went out to San Francisco, and when I first went there, this was at the I guess it was the DNC. They were having their convention there with all of them. I think all of them showed up except for Joe Crazy Biden, Sleepy Joe. And, you know, Elizabeth Warren, all of them were there. And I confronted Shifty Shift, uh, Maxine Waters. I was bullhorning her. And <laughs> Cory Booker. Cory Booker. Oh, so what I did when I first – yeah, so what I did when I first went there, I just had on a jacket and a shirt, and I, I went in with my cameraman and my microphone, no Trump paraphernalia, nothing on. And I just asked people questions because I'm a black man with dreadlocks. They see that I'm safe. They say, oh, he's safe. He's still on the plantation, and that's the way they were acting. Oh, I can talk to him because he's not awake. So I was just asking questions. I wasn't being confrontational at all. And then after that, I went to my vehicle, and I changed, took my jacket off, and I put my, my mega country shirt on and my mega hat. And then I went out on the street with my, my megaphone. And then a lot of these Democrats came out there upset, mad at me. Saying that I, I'm a sellout, saying that I'm a traitor to my people, and I'm like, do you even hear what you're saying? See, they all had conversations for me when they thought and I let was. Let me say, white liberals that are telling you that the most ignorant breed of them all. Oh, you know, it's white and black liberals. It's white and black. And with the, the crazy thing about the white liberals, they tell me I don't know what it's like to be black, and I'm like, see, it's just the ignorance, the hypocrisy of these people. Why do you, I mean, it's like, why are we even here? Why is this still happening in the year 2019? Why do you got to come at me and think, just assume, because I'm a black man with dreadlocks, that I'm going to be a Democrat? Why do you do that? And then, and then what happens is that you get these black people, see, the white, look, you pretty, you pretty much hit it. The white people get mad at me, and they call me all of these names, and then they send the black liberals to retrieve me, the same way they did back in the slavery. They send the black people out to, receive, to, to retrieve the black man that ran away. 
And it's the same thing that's happening today. And they hate it when I call them. I said, you know what? You remind me of Samuel Jackson and Django. And they look at me and they get angry. And they and they have the nerve, the dacity to sit there and try to say that I'm going with a, a white supremacist. When this man in the, house, in, the, in the White House, and he's just a man, they act like he's a guy, but he's just a man. But this man in the White House, he put – $25 billion on, on the college table, on the, on the table for black colleges, where Obama only did $4 billion. And then they got the nerve, I mean, because Trump could have just did $6 billion and said, look, I beat Obama. But he didn't do that. This man, it took, it took a white man to come along and do prison reform that's helping black people. When they had a black man, a supposedly black man in the White House for the last eight years and did nothing. Zero, zip. And then they have the nerve that Daphne talking about that Obama was the best president ever. He helped black people. And you ask that question, well, what did he do for black people? And they said, well, he did Obama phone. This, see, that's the ignorance of these people. Or he did health care. But that's the ignorance of these people. I've been to the White House twice. And the President Trump didn't gloat about it. He didn't go on national TV and said, look, everybody, I got black people in the White House with me. Now what? He didn't do that. He didn't do that at all. So that tells me it, either he is a white supremacist and he's bad at it. That's what that tells me if he's a white supremacist. He because he don't know how to be one in. This don't make any yeah, sense. This war we're in is not going to stop. And you know what? I, I I looked up today. I was sitting there watching the Communist News Network, and I had to play this clip multiple times, over and over and over and over and over again. And maybe I still got it wrong. I'm sitting there listening to it, and this guy that was on there suggested that. Uh, Trump was a KGB agent at one point. So I had to go on the internet and look it up. And sure enough, you go to political.com, there's a, there's a thing out there suggesting that President Trump at some point was working with the KGB and they don't know the extent of his of his involvement in the KGB. So they're, they're like pushing this whole thing. I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, I had to read it, double read it. I had to play the video, double play it, because they are straight up lying about this man. Yeah, and you know what? I want I want to point out what you said. I mean, let's look at the, the truth about Obama. I mean, he never knew who his father was. Supposedly, what the father wasn't in his life. He was raised by a white mom. I mean, you know, there he's a white grandma. I mean, he's, there is a lot of fake fakeness about him being black. I mean, he's not. You know, and and let's face it. I really don't think. I mean, I, this is this is beside the point. But, you know, you have all these gangsters and stuff and all these guys that think they're hardcore, you know, these black liberals say, Obama, Obama. But do you guys understand that, you know, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with homosexuals, but there there are a lot of tendencies that point to Obama being gay. I mean, look what his little wife looks like. I mean, I, I don't think any sane person would marry that. Um, and then I just think there's a lot, a lot of, of crap there. And, and let's face it, the left is so obsessed with race and color that, you know, the, the, the only reason, the only reason they keep saying that Obama was so great is because they care about feelings more than facts. They, they don't care about facts. Oh, you know, if this guy absolutely. can blow smoke up your butt, if this guy can blow smoke up your butt and give good speeches, and, but, you know, and, and act like a fake, a fake gentleman like Obama did, then he's got their heart. But if Trump speaks his mind, and he's, 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 he's not politically correct, then he's the enemy. Even though he's doing all the right things, he's just a real person, not, not a fake person like Obama, you, you know? Let me ask you a question. 
if if Obama, if, if if President Trump, re- this is this is talking about what they're talking about in the news today, all about the dirt. If yeah. you receive a document from someone and you, an envelope, and it has dirt on one of these politicians that committed a crime, because that's the only reason why they're going to send you the dirt in the first place. Because one of these politicians committed a crime, you get that envelope, you open it up. And it just says, happy birthday, Mr. President. Should he take that to the FBI? And on top of that, exactly. if, he receives something in the, if he receives something in the mail, is he going to say from Russia for your eyes exactly. only? I you're, mean, see, they, they, right. they, they really think that the American people are so dumbed down that they're not going to realize what they're trying to push here. Of course it's not going to say from Russia. I mean, who, who would do that? Uh, automatically it's going to get flagged in the first place. Yeah, and how do you know what you have until you look at it? Yeah, and that and that I was talking about that earlier in the show. You know, the hysteria and the unnecessary drama from the left, and how you know because of the way Trump answered the question uh, about getting dirt on his opponents, which is legal, opposition research is legal. uh, The left, the left decides to freak out and say he's committed treason and all this stuff when all the left does is use. Uh, you know, uh, uh, they all they do is opposition research. So they're the biggest hypocrites in the world. Yeah, exactly. It's you know what? It's not going to end. It once once this is over with, and it, this pass because this too will pass. They're going to make yeah. up something else. They're going to make up something else because they have to. Right. They have to have a pathway to impeachment. Even Nancy Pelosi said, we need to wait until we need to be patient and gather all the information. You mean to tell me after three years you don't have the information yet? They they are upset because the Mueller report didn't give them the results that they wanted. So now they're trying right. to say because Trump Jr. had the meeting in the, in the, in the Trump Towers with a, a, a lawyer from Russia. Who cares? And, and you know what? The, the thing is about all of it. Is that they're not even talking about the actual dirt that's coming. They're talking about how they're getting the dirt and who they're getting the dirt from. Not talking about the crime that these progressive socialist Democrats committed. See, they don't care about that. Oh, it's okay to commit the crime. Just don't tell where you're getting the dirt from about it, though. I mean, are we supposed sure. to be that naive? You're you're absolutely right. Very very well said, and you're always. Uh, perfectly uh, on point. Uh, I am going to take a quick commercial, uh, but Will, if I don't get back, to, if I don't get back to you, uh, please tell everybody where they can find you and let everybody know what new projects you're working on. Uh, cool. Well, I want to thank everyone. Um, if you go to uh, uniteamericafirst.com and I want to thank you for uh, letting me come on here and, and rant. And I really like hearing all of the gentlemen and ladies that you do have on here. I think everyone has very good, intelligent, uh, uh, conversations and are very opinionated about this country, and I can tell that a lot of people I listen to they love this country just like me. I mean, we got to fight for this country. But so, if you want to find out more about me, go to uniteamericafirst.com because we got to unite this country before we can start uniting the people that's trying to cross the border. We got to take care of our home first, and then we can help. You're you're absolutely right. Well, very well said as always. Uh, stay with us, though, everybody. We'll be right back, and I'll get the rest of the panel's thoughts, and then uh, we'll get back to uh, Dwayne as well. Uh, be right back. 
Would you know what to do in the event of an active shooter, a terrorist attack, or an unforeseen altercation? Whether at home or in the workplace, SkyRace Security can train you and your employees how to defuse a potential violent situation. Our goal at SkyRace Security is to keep our clients safe. With our professional and experienced Israeli Defense Force trainers, we teach strategies for safety that may someday save lives. Sign up at SkyRaceSecurity.com for our workplace violence prevention and training classes or call 240-888-0682. Is video a part of your strategy for 2019? Hi, I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, your remote video production specialist. Using equipment you already own, I help you deliver high-value videos to your audience. From interviews and demonstrations to online meetings and trainings, I work with you to shape your stories and subjects that demonstrate your subject matter expertise. If you're a product specialist, sales executive, or business owner, we make video production simple and affordable. We do this so that you can make videos on a regular basis, whether it's daily, weekly, or monthly, to communicate about the topics and discussions that are important to you, your audience, and your business. To make your videos, we use HD video conferencing that allows you and your guests to connect to our studio from your home or office using your laptop, phone, or tablet. Once you and your guests have connected to our studio, we do all the rest. We take care of the TV graphics, the intro videos, the outro videos, the music, the behind-the-scenes production. Everything that it takes to either live stream or locally record your video for post-production editing to social media, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it. If you're tired of seeing the empty balloon commercials that are being made by your competition's social media experts, give me a call. I work directly with you, the subject matter expert, to help shape your story and ideas in a professional and polished manner via video. If you're ready to take a deep dive on your expertise and showcase the essence of your business via video, give me a call or connect with me online. I'm Rob Hicks with Hicks Video, the remote video production specialist, the doer's resource for online video production. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from The Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, please visit our website, GetYourAppBuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from The Rory Sodder Show. Please visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit TheDonaldJTrumpStore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. We are back. The Rory Sodder Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Listen to in 23 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you miss any past clips, past episodes, or need 24-7 breaking news coverage, visit our media site, the next, N-E-X, Shen, G-E-N, USA.com. And don't forget, we will be, I will be, uh, since there's only a little amount of time left in the show, I'll get to the full details on Monday 
regarding the new network that we're launching. Uh, and everybody do remember that uh, America's toughest sheriff and the godfather of immigration, Joe Arpaio, will be the face of the, of the network. Um, and uh, we also have Robert Spencer, the director of Jihad Watch, who's a very popular guy who will be the other face of the network. And both of them have millions of followers. And uh, it's just, it's a lot, it's really a lot to look forward to. Uh, me and a couple other business partners are, are raising over a million dollars because we want this uh, network to, uh, you know, live to its full potential and, and to the highest extent. And, uh, you know, it's perfect timing. It really is um, because of political season and all that good stuff. And we are going to make a fortune off advertisements. I mean, this, this network is going to have nonstop coverage 24-7. Uh, and even when it's the middle of the night, in our country, you'll have people in Europe and India and all those places doing their own shows. So we've got so many people lined up to do their own shows. we got like nearly 30 people now that are going to be doing their own shows, and it's just going to keep growing. And like I said, 80% of it's going to be politics. And then I wanted to have that other 20% for, a, uh, you know, a, somewhat of a variety. So I'll be having people that are sales trainers having their own channel, um, religion, science, sports, all that good stuff. Um, let, let's let's go to uh, Mike Peters in New York. Mike Peters, I know you're you joined us just recently. What are your thoughts on everything that's been discussed? Well, I I heard a bit about it. About uh, we were talking about Trump again, and and I heard some of the comments about which I took as all of them. To tell you the truth, I look at both sides: the Republicans and the Democrats using the minorities, whether it's blacks, Hispanics, whatever, as tools. And I'm tired of them being used as tools. These are American citizens. They're people just like us. Yep, they're just, they're toys. That they use them as props. And, you know, about fed up with it. And uh, just, I I wish they'd back off. These are voters. These are American citizens, just like you and me. And they're not props. And it shows a total lack of respect that these parties and the politicians have for the blacks, the Hispanics, for the uh, Asians, for the, just all of the minorities. It's like they can use them as, as puppets. And, uh, and they think they're going to get a following by using some of them as spokespersons uh, or, or putting some of them out there. And, is it so the minorities don't have their own mind? They don't have their own opinions? Yes, they do. They're people just like us. Leave them alone. Get them out of there. Rely on your own facts and everything. Don't play a game with us and try with their propaganda to mislead us. And just so... I don't know. That's what I came in on, on, on the end. That's what my take was on it. Um, maybe I didn't hear the beginning of it. Yeah, very, very, very well said. I mean, uh, you always you always give good insight. Uh, let's go to uh, Brandy in Texas. What are your thoughts on everything? Go ahead. Well, I've been listening to everything, um, and I really like what the guy after AJ, <clears throat> I always forget his name, but uh, uh, Will, Will Johnson from United America First. He's he's got millions of views online. He does all these big activist videos and stuff, and he's always at these different political events and stuff. So yeah, he's definitely doing a lot of stuff. But yeah, go ahead. Right, I wrote it down the website because I really want to check it out. I thought that was really and his YouTube channel. Or... By the way, if you want to go watch a lot of his big videos, uh, he's got I think like a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. He's, he makes videos pretty um, pretty much almost every day, and he's got a show, so everybody can check it out. Cool. Well, I will do that, too. But I thought that what he did is a brilliant way to expose 
um, people for what they are. You know, they accept you as a black man um, if you're there as a Democrat, right? But as soon as he revealed that he's actually a conservative, everyone turned on him. So, I mean, that just shows you the true nature of how um, much they discriminate and not just based on race if they think that you don't fit into what category they have created for you because that's really what they want to put everybody into these little categories because it's how they get votes, you know? And um, I just thought that was really, really a good idea to expose them. And, um, yeah. You know, he was 100% right. And, and also AJ, which I, I love AJ too. He just tells it like it is. He's a Texan like me. So um, I get in trouble sometimes for <laughs> But, you know, Obama took us back. I feel like I don't, I don't ever in my the civil rights era. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, the, he's the worst divider ever. I honestly don't remember a time in my whole life <clears throat> when race relations were worse. And, you know, I wasn't alive in the 60s. But during my lifetime, <clears throat> I didn't experience what we got under after Obama. It was just like he pitted one against the other and made people hate each other with, in a lot of the reason they hate each other is not even true, you know? Some of the stuff yeah. they, they don't know. It's all, it's all so. malicious division caused by these politicians like Obama to, 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 so they can remain in power. It's sick stuff. Right. And also, as someone earlier said, it's not just the Democrats. It's not. It's the Republicans, too, because they showed us their true faces in 2016. And I know... Not I'm not the only person who saw this, you know. I pretty right. much don't even uh, I don't consider myself a Republican anymore, just a conservative, because right. their behavior. There's too many. There's too many fake Republicans out there. Rhinos. Yeah, they they were and they still are some of them doing the exact opposite of what we voted them in to do. You know, and I'm I'm also I think AJ sure. said the other night he was ashamed that Obama was the first black president, you know, and coming from a um a black man, that should say a lot. Um, I feel like someone like Herman Cain or um Ben Herman Carson Cain or been just, the first black president, he would have been the best first black first. president. He would have right. been one of the best presidents, period of all time. I love him. Go ahead, I'm no, sorry. I agree. I would have voted for him had he won in the primaries, but um, even Candace Owens, I would vote for her for the first woman president. Love her. But it was just wasted on Obama, you know, a, a, a historical moment wasted on on him. It's sad because he could have done so much good, and he left a legacy yeah. of just crap. Yeah, you know, you know he he really he really could have been a good. He really could have been a cheerleader for this country, and even though his policies we may not agree with, he he didn't have to be negative, and he didn't have to take us back to the '60s, you know. I agree, and didn't have to pit one group or against the other, or have 
the IRS going after, you know, conservative nonprofit organizations and other things like that. I mean, the things that him and Eric Holder did were criminal. Yep. They that's, were criminal. And I just think that someone more deserving someone more deserving of that historical moment in time to be the first African American president should have went to um, a man to unite people in America and not someone that divided us so much. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Very well said. Uh, we are about out of time here in a couple of minutes, so uh, please tell everybody where they can find you and connect with you. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, so you guys can find me on Twitter at Barbie the Brain and um, on YouTube at Conservative Texas Woman. Thank you. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Dr. Branch, please tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter. Yes. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Branch. You can follow me at Bob Branch on Twitter. That's B-O-B-B-R-A-N-C-H. Good night, Rory. Excellent, Dr. Branch. Thank you. Um, Let's go to – let's ask uh, Kevin. Kevin, where can everybody find you? Find me at uh, Facebook or other social media at Nationalist United or NationalistUnited.com. Thanks, everybody. Great show. Absolutely. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, Dan, please tell everybody where they can find you and connect with you. Well, hey, everybody. It was a great conversation, as always. Um, Glad to be here and can't wait to come back again. You can find me at uh, my website, goodgunbadguy.net or goodgunbadguy.com. And I'm on Twitter and Facebook. The name's Dan Wass, W-O-S. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you, Dan. We'll have you back soon. Always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, let's, go to, let's go to Daryl. Bro, Raptors won NBA champions. Uh, it was a great game. I know. God bless, God bless the Toronto Raptors. Congrats to them. Well-deserved victory. Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the world and such a gentleman and so down-to-earth and he deserves it, and that team deserves it. I love it. Yeah, that's a great story. Daryl Kane at 2024.com. Rory, thank you so much for having me. If I don't talk to you, you have yourself a lovely weekend, okay? God bless you, your panel, your entire audience. We'll definitely talk this weekend, my friend. Uh, God bless you, brother, and you have a good weekend as well, and uh, we'll have we'll see you again on Monday as well. Awesome. Take care. Uh, Dwayne, please tell everybody where they can find you. And I'd love to have you on tonight. We'll definitely have to have you back again soon. Okay. Yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter. It's um, Dr. D-R-D Hennen, H-E-N-N-E-N. Or you can go to my website. It's um, www.hennen, the number four, Ohio2020.com. Uh, people can donate on there, you know, help out our campaign um, or whatnot. But, yeah, and you can even email me from there as well. So, you know, I get the messages, and I personally respond to everybody that does. So would love to hear from people. Perfect. Thank you so much. We'll have you back again All right. soon. Yep, thank you for having me on. All right. Absolutely. My pleasure. Uh, AJ from Houston, go ahead. Big time, Roy. It was a great time, and I love Big Will. And, uh, hey, man, uh, one more thing. No African-American. Yeah. There's a difference from African-American I'm a American. I happen to be a black exactly. man in America. I'm well, not say from African Africa. American, they're putting themselves in boxes. You just got to say American. We're all American. You know what I mean? 
Exactly. So that's I want to get that straight. So when people when they say African American, they're not talking about me because I'm a American and I'm a Black American. I'm not from Africa. I'm from America, and I'm at Big Time AJ from Houston at AJ from Houston on Twitter, Big Time. And God bless that lady because she know that I'm still, as a black man, they call me, a, you know, a white guy on the radio, but, uh, you know, they they say I'm a paid white guy. I'm way, I'm still waiting on a real black a president. Guys, Absolutely. y'all have a great, great, beautiful night. And Herman Cain, I wish he had the gojones like Trump to keep on fighting because I sure would have voted for him. He would have been a better one. Lord help us. God bless you guys, and, hey, happy Father's Day to everybody. And we check you back when we see you next week. All right, we'll see you next week, AJ. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Take care. Happy Father's Day. Big time. All right, talk soon, buddy. God bless. I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Uh, It's been a fantastic show. Um, great dialogue, great rhythm, very smooth, so much addressed. Um, thank all my audience, my co-hosts, my sponsors, and guests. Uh, like I said, like I say every episode, you guys are all incredible. Uh, remember, we're listened to in 23 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms, and uh, all will be announcing. Uh, majority of the details for the new network starting uh, Monday. I've pretty much announced quite a bit so far, but there's a lot more to talk about, and we'll get to that, I promise. Um, Have a great weekend, everybody. I will miss you all, uh, and I will see you on Monday. I'm Rory Sauter, mega, mega, mega. God bless everybody. Cheers. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.